running joke for today. That's all good. No, it's I know it's a my boogie. Not it wants it wants steak sauce. Cause I'm saucy. I'm saucy. <laughs> you ready? We've been ready, dude. Ready, B? Oh my god. <laughs> let's let's go get it. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a Mike Boogie, and this is episode fifty to EBS podcast. I'm here with Obi One. Yo, what up? What up? What up? Ike the Great. What's good, people? And we have two guests. If you haven't heard by now, K Law. Hi. <laughs> and Barry. Hello. So is it Barry? Is it Barry? Barry. Barry. So it's French. It's what I want it to be. Oh, excuse me. Okay. All right. So this is amazing. 50 episodes. I didn't think we was going to get here. So congratulations. Jubilee. I feel like I've been saying that the last couple of weeks, but like, really, I didn't think we was going to get here. Why? <laughs> we literally did not know that we were going to get here. <laughs> like, you know, it took us a very long yeah, time exactly. to, to you know, record this episode. So. Yeah, not only that, yeah, but like that's true. two years to get 50 episodes, that's a long time. Yeah, is it two years? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been doing this for over two years now. <laughs> we just had 50 episodes. So, you know, and um, we had a lot of trials and tribulations. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're still working on it, but we're here, so. Congratulations to us! Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, 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 who is Barry and who is K Law? Well, you guys know K Law. She's my wife. She's been on here before. So, welcome back. Thank you. And Barry or Barry? <laughs> it's just Barry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I, I oh, you. oh, that's my wife. Oh, okay. I I thought you were gonna do it. But no, no, yes, no. Barry is Ike the Great's wife. The one that gets to check him check today. Him. Really? We'll see. What That's going to be interesting. I said today because a lot of people have a problem with oh, yeah, this, the this things that I say. What's the problem? The fact of the matter is, she, <laughs> sometimes she be agreeing with some of the stuff I say. Other times she says I'm a little too crass. So you know, we'll see what happens. Well, we want. I may actually just end up being on my best behavior. Too. We hope oh, that both. Fun. No, no, no. Uh, we hope that both that. of you are who you guys are. I said. On the May, show. May. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, this, this is your first time on the show, so welcome. Yeah. Thank you. We figured we'd do something special, right, for 50? Yeah. Like the spouses. Everybody has been asking that we bring That's more true. female representation yeah, yeah. on the podcast, so. We missing one now. Yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan's. Oh, you want to give Obi-Wan a time, a time to gripe about this? No, not gripe. Oh, there's oh, no gripe. It's more like a shout out. She oh, couldn't okay. be here, yeah. but she's with us in spirit. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you guys want to explain to Obi Wan about yesterday about the what? What was it? African? Yeah, I just want to know how it was. Black party? No, go ahead. It's fine. Are we good? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, K Law. So, <laughs> no, keep, no, 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 keep all this shit. This shit is hilarious. <laughs> oh man! But, but Barry, you want to go ahead and uh, just talk about what you thought about it because I thought it was trash. Oh, so I didn't feel that way. You didn't? Really? No. Okay. I didn't know what you compared it so to. What exactly was it? Was it like a festival or was that that Jell-O Rice cook off or It so, was a cook off. Yeah, it was called um it was a block party, right? And it was supposed to be African themed. And the reason why I thought it was bullshit is because they played reggae music majority of the time. And then if it wasn't yeah. reggae music, it was trap music. Really? Yeah, yeah they did. Wow. So <laughs> who who's hosting this? So like who who yeah. Um let me, let me look it up. But yeah, go ahead. You can talk about your experience. Sorry, I thought I hurt my child. But you're fine. 
No, uh, yeah, Barry or K Law, y'all can talk about your experience at the. I don't even know what you want to call it. Afropolitan. Okay, there you go. Afropolitan. It was Afropolitan Day Party, and it was a Jollof cook-off uh, that was supposed to happen. I don't know if it actually happened, but there yeah. was a cook at, is, on the stage when they were it. talking about which one was yep, better. Yeah, young buck say Nigeria won, so it must have happened at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think Nigeria, Nigeria did win, right? They won. So was it Afro African? I guess thing you said they was playing reggae and, and yeah, but that and that was part of my issue. And was my main criticism. They they've mm-hmm. been doing it for about six years, like the great said. So, yeah, and I was telling. Oh yeah, I, I know they've done this before. I was telling Barry that you know it's Afropolitan. It's not Afrobeat. It's Afropolitan. So explain explain to us what that is. To me, I'm assuming like you have a met- metropolitan area, right? Right. right? So. It's not really you know DC Metro is everything surrounding DC. So Afropolitan is everything that surrounds. Africa. I see. That's how I took it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really. So that's African Americans, that's Jamaicans, that's Barbadians. Uh, I see. Okay. Then, then that wouldn't make sense, right? Yeah, that's how I saw it. Yeah. So that's but, why it didn't but, bother me. The but way. why have a jell off, right? <laughs> which is specific to. Well, you know, West you, Africa? You would say that, but, you know, Barry tells me that her grandmother used to make red rice, which is not too different from jollof rice. So and there's, there's an aspect rice to it. Right. Yes. Now, yeah. they did not include southern red rice no, in the cook-off which they probably should have but yeah i mean yeah so i, I guess I, I get that that's true i mean other cultures outside of africa have some type of rice that is orange and maybe With tomatoes spicy in it basically. And, yeah mm-hmm. tomato based and whatnot but <laughs> jell-off rice is a very specific name it is that's true. Know, yeah so. but apparently uh, a lot of people make jell-off rice i mean south africans kenyans uh, we have all cultural appropriation. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I, but overall, I was just expecting more Afrobeats type of music, and you know, I didn't get that. So. Not necessarily because my gripe was it didn't have to all be Afrobeats, but at least eighty percent of the time. I mean, even if it was thirty, 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 like it, you know, there was a lot of hip hop and a lot of reggae, and I just wanted to hear more Afrobeats. But the Afrobeats was inside. I think that's and then when we got inside then they switched it to playing when we mm. first got there right before you guys got maybe like what 15 20 minutes before you guys got there maybe yeah. a little longer they still were playing hip-hop inside and then that, yeah. the lady was telling jokes on stage so <laughs> <laughs> all trap music and reggae music well you but know it, i mean that's still what people want to hear anyway like unless i mean unless you have the right people promoting it and you have the right event most people are not going to want to hear straight reggae or straight Afro beats. People want to hear trap music. I mean, that's that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, I for I me, like I said, it was interesting, but, you know, it, it was a good learning mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. <laughs> and there were I definitely white people there. Yeah, I mean, white people go everywhere. Though. Of course. <laughs> it was in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. White people, Asian people. What? I mean, you know what they were looking for. Jill what off? is that? Culture. And understanding, right? It's always funny. Like even when you go to like the African American Museum, you see the, the white people there and they're all enthralled and, and, and then I'm just like with Kyle Rochelle earrings on. Yeah, oh really? Mm-hmm. Man, the funniest thing is when you see like a whole white family at like a straight up quote unquote the blackest thing ever concert or a festival or show. I'd be like, did y'all did y'all know? Did y'all know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. listen, it happens. We was driving here, and we saw somebody that had Black Lives Matter banner on their car. It also had, what did it have? Um, it was a, um, like a pro-women something. Yeah. 
witches something and witches. It was just a whole, yeah. you know, like witches hill. Yeah, witches hill. It was just a whole bunch of things you wouldn't expect. And then when we looked at who was in the driver's seat, it was a white person, a white woman. So it was just funny. I mean, you know, sh- shit in Sweden, white people adopt black babies. So they do that here as well. Sweden. I was going to say they do that, <laughs> do that everywhere. But it's, it's, it's pretty high in Sweden, though. I know for a fact, so you know that's what I'm saying. You know for a fact. You have the stats on that. Yeah, I got it, nigga. All right. So, what brings the ladies here today, outside of just it being episode 50? Well, and they had to tag along. You mentioned that. That's all right. Keep going. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna punch that shit. But you did. (laughs) (laughs) You did mention that the one that we're missing uh, is here with us in spirit, and she is actually the reason why uh, the ladies are here because. While I was perusing our EBS podcast Instagram, I saw her post it, post something. And it was, what she said was, ugh, I've probably read a thousand books about how to be a good wife in the past four months. Now, if you guys are new listeners, uh, Obi-Wan is getting married in, what, about a month and some days? 49 Woo! days. I know, he knows, I, know, I know he knows the day. Right. I, I he every day. Right. Last, <laughs> I saw was, last I saw was 46 days. Yeah, 46, 46. <laughs> uh, something like It's around the corner. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. you know, her posting that, you know, when I initially saw that, I was, all I responded to was like a thinking face uh, emoji because I was just like, because I didn't quite know. Well, I thought one thing, but apparently she was thinking something different. So it was a good thing that I just sent the thank you face emoji and I didn't just what, go in with my opinion. What were opinionated. you thinking? I'm curious. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. I, uh, I'm He's glad building I it. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't just go in with my opinionated response like everybody hates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, that, but that, that, that caused me to have a conversation with her and just had me wondering, like, what's the best way for a spouse to become a better spouse? Right. You know, she said that she read books, you know, other people may deal with one thing or another, use one form of medium or another to become better spouses. So that's why I wanted us to. Well, we wanted us to have the women here to talk about what it is that made them better spouses. Well, I look at what she's doing more as a preparation. Right. Because she's not a spouse yet. So she's preparing. So once she gets the situation, you know, then she can determine what she needs to do to be better. Mm-hmm. Or not, you know, but it's more of a preparation thing, as I see. Right. But not actually just talking about what she's doing, but to you, what what were some of the things that you used? To, to prepare for marriage? To make yourself a better spouse. To So that is something that's come with time. We've been married for seven years. We celebrated our anniversary in July. So yeah, yes, lucky number seven. Um, it's it's more something that has come with time um, for us. And I'm, if if I can speak candidly, hey Mike, go ahead. <laughs> something that has you know helped us become better spouses, me specifically, is therapy, which we started year one. Mm. Not even near one, which we started almost immediately after we got married. And we did a little bit of therapy before marriage. Okay, I was going to ask. And not like church stuff. We went to a therapist. I mean. Don't <laughs> knock the church. Well, it's not right. a knock. I was clarifying. Okay. All you uh, church ooh, people. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> church goers. <laughs> okay. Now, That's something that I've, uh, I was going to say. I've actually, you know, a lot of people don't actually talk about going to therapy mm-hmm. when a lot of people are 
using that route to either be, you know, prepare themselves or be a better spouse. It'd be interesting to have more people just kind of talk about how therapy kind of helps them. I mean, I think that's something that, especially in the black community, we just shy away from in mm-hmm. a lot of other aspects. But I, I also found out one of our friends that we know, they've been doing therapy since their first year of marriage. They've been married longer than y'all. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, and I didn't know that, but it's interesting to know that that's something that people do. And granted, we don't have to know everybody's business, mm-hmm. but for those who are trying to get to year seven or year 10, year, you know, 50, um, if that's something that, that tool that's helped y'all, you know, continue to give that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I always talk about therapy on here. I think it's, uh, it's very important. Um, like, K Law said we've we've done therapy numerous of times. I, I'm actually doing therapy on an individual level, so um, I think it's important sometimes just to have somebody to talk to that you know is not really in your circle. So I, I definitely encourage people to do therapy, and I do feel like when it comes to marriage, you're going into something new. Um, yeah, therapy can help with that, you know. And there's uh-huh. different there's many different ways of therapy. Church going to church is also you know, a type of therapy as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, what about you, Barry? What are some of the mediums that you utilize to make yourself a better spouse? Um, I think for me or us, we had premarital counseling. I said you. Oh. I don't need no help. I'm perfect. So you're not. (laughs) You're not perfect. Um, For me, I would say, honestly, my father. Okay. Um, A lot of times he would just tell me just to be nicer. Um, <laughs> he would actually call me probably once a week and just ask if I was being nice to you. Um, so I would definitely say my dad. Okay. That's almost like a therapy session in itself, right? So my dad is a counselor. Oh, okay. I too. Um, mm-hmm. So I do understand that therapy is important from the other side because especially in our black um, community, they I don't see a lot of black faces. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in, in speaking with your fiance, um, you know, I, I asked, what are some of the things in these books that, you know, she's reading? And I was just very curious as to the type of information that was in it. And what she said was that one of them, you know, that she's reading is on is about the power of a praying wife and how your prayers for your husband directly affect your marriage and you. Uh, it's by somebody named Stormy Martian, I believe that's the name of the person. Uh, so it gives specific prayers for your spouse that you can make uh, pray for your spouse. So, you know, to that, it made me think that, um, well, are you only reading religious books, right? <clears throat> so perfect that that's what's happening, right? As, right. you know, K-Law talk twice about the church being... Wait, wait, wait. Jokes, 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 jokes. So I was like, so mostly religious books? She was like, uh, she was like at least, she was like, well, I'm a religious girl, LOL. I was like, okay, got it. Uh, The other question that I had was to try to understand what those books were about, right? Because, you know, in my mind, and I'm going to get to what I was thinking, in my mind, when she said how to be a better wife, I feel like personally, and I'm trying to tread this light. No, 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 go for it. (laughs) But I just feel like in order to be a better spouse, you're supposed to be asking your significant other how to be a better spouse, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when she said that, uh, that's what I was thinking initially. But when I asked her my next question, uh, it was it was more on, I wanted to know if they were, as she was talking to me, she was like, she talked about something that made me say, oh, so these are more so like self-help books. And 
she was like, yeah, because it's not necessarily, you know, how to be a wife to a husband, but how to be a wife in a relationship, how to be a partner in a relationship that like certain things that, you know, are traits or personalities that she has that she had as a single person that she has to leave behind or kind of like do away with because she has to coexist with somebody. So from that perspective, I completely understood reading those books is, you know, it says wife, but it means wife as uh, a position, not necessarily as, you know, the counterpart to your counterpart. Mm -hmm. Which I understand. Yeah. Uh, and she also mentioned about a good amount of them deal with conflict resolution, which I think a lot of people struggle with. People don't know how to resolve right. conflicts. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just in general. Uh, did you have something to say about that, Barry? Uh, so, and then, mm, what else? <laughs> and it was just, you know, talking about transitioning into, the new, uh, into a new phase of life. So, to me, you know, books are books, and I don't really care for books, um, but... I most, feel like most men ain't reading books. <laughs> I just feel like you know Even to me us. like books are like all all practical and, and you know to to K Law's point you have to put it in action. Uh, experience is what actually makes you put it in action. And some of the things in those books may not work for you, may not work for your spouse. So it's to K Law's point again, it's trial and error. Like sometimes you can try those things and they and they may not work. And you know in my mind I was like, well, should only women that are about to get married be reading those books or should women that are about to get married be the only ones that are you know reading those self-help books on how to be a better spouse which sounds like you're just being a better partner in whatever relationship you're in uh she said no because she feels as though that um you know those books were very particular to marriage so they don't need to read it but in my mind i felt like anybody can make themselves better on how to in dealing with you know significant others and, and be it boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever i will say i have a client who has been married uh she just she just celebrated her 10-year anniversary uh -huh. the client of mine and she was thinking about leaving her husband oh wow um she didn't tell me the exact reason but she came in on several different occasions and she was just like i think i'm done i think i'm done i think i'm done and she came across the book of the power of the praying wife and now she feels like she has something to um kind of replace whatever she you know her and her husband were, were lacking i guess mm -hmm. um but the book really helped her and did, she did say that she wishes she had read it 10 years ago mm -hmm. and she did say that she lost the thing that they had lost in their marriage, the thing they had lost in their her marriage, especially for her, mm -hmm. was her spirituality. And that was another thing that I was going to say, uh, whether, you know, which church or whatever it is that you use. I think an important thing um, is for marriages is that there has to be that spiritual base. And even if you guys don't do it together, which you probably should, mm -hmm. somebody has to have some type of spiritual grounding and you, or else it's to me, it's, it's going to be a struggle. Right. It's going to be a struggle. Well, I mean, that makes me think when you say that is what was she doing in the 10 years to try to make her relationship better? Like, was she doing anything? Because I find that a lot of times when people hit a point and they think their relationship is what it is and it's not going to get better. And then they start to contemplate whether they were going to leave that relationship. They really haven't done anything leading up to that to change either themselves try to change the relationship or try to change you know um the other person in relationship so i guess when you said that she she picked up a book 
and you know that kind of I guess hope saved the marriage it made me think of when I was doing my premarital counseling a story that the the pastor that I did it with was telling us actually sorry this was this was actually something else um and basically there was a man that wanted to leave his wife and he went to someone and the person said you know read these passages in the bible and he said no i've done everything i could possibly do it's over <laughs> so maybe two years later he sees the guy and the guy's like yeah i you know i read it and that completely changed my perspective about the relationship but prior to that he wasn't doing anything to really try to save his marriage or help his marriage until somebody kind of encouraged him and it could be whatever avenue you choose whether it's a book whether it's to go someone go to someone but actually finding but actually taking action in trying to either make yourself better make your relationship better see and i i disagree a little bit with the statement you said when people are ready to leave um they're not doing anything i think it's not that they're not doing anything they're not doing the right thing they're doing something and whatever it is they're doing isn't working and that was her issue that book kind of that specific book helped her to kind of realize that the things that she was doing was not working and her frustration was she felt like she was doing everything that she could do you know and she also felt like the response that she was getting from her husband wasn't what you know wasn't the what's the word it wasn't enough you know he wasn't doing enough of the things that she was asking of him putting in enough work on their marriage but she had to kind of a lot of the times and this is from personal experience too a lot of the times when you're in situations you have to take the focus off the other person and work on yourself and that is what she did just kind of how your fiance is doing she's working on mm-hmm. herself she's not really focusing on like trying to change you or make you into a person she's trying to focus on being you know the partner that you want and i think that is what that woman was lacking she was lacking the work on herself and I, I will say from experience with me and um, A Mike, when we, our best moments are when we are not trying to make the other person do something. It's when we focus on being good, you know, to each other, but it's still focusing on ourselves. All our moments are the best moments. Listen to the veteran lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I actually agree with that as far as making sure you're okay because in my vows, um, since you guys were all there um, at our wedding, I definitely focused on me being a better me for him. Because honestly, and I'm no shade to women out there, they try to fix a guy. Mm-hmm. And for me, I didn't have to fix um, I <laughs> I didn't have to fix him. Um, you're not perfect, but shit, you're close. <laughs> but I didn't have to fix you. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to right, think right. about that. I just had to make sure I got myself right. together. And I think a lot of women, and even some men, they totally miss that point. Absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah I, I agree. I'm glad y'all said that because don't try to change me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, people are going to change because someone wants you to change, so to speak. Like people have to want that change for themselves. People Absolutely. have to want to be better for themselves. So if they if if someone doesn't want that for themselves, it doesn't matter what you try to do. At some point they got to realize that for themselves. And the reason why you married Ike was because when you met him and you got to know him, you you were there. You were there. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he wraps you up in the corner and hey. he's done. But uh, <laughs> he did. He had you at hello, huh? <laughs> he did. But um, but there was already something that he already had 
that you knew he was the one and vice versa and the same thing with a mike and k law there was already something there so it wasn't like well i met somebody 10 years ago that was the one let me change this person into that person no there was already something there and it was just building upon that and i think growing together right growing individually and growing together you also you want your significant other to kind of help you look inside and be able to kind of do what i guess my fiance is doing is try to grow within herself that so that we can also continue to grow together yeah i I mean and the other thing is you know you learn this as well when you're actually in it you know there's going to be things that you can prepare for and and you're still not successful i guess in preparation but once you go through it you know you got to ask yourself is, is is the love worth it you know what i mean and i think once you ask that question and you understand that the love is worth it you try to find ways to fix it and oftentimes it is looking inside and saying what can i do differently um to, to improve our relationship and you know I, I think experiences is your best friend at the end of the day but before I forget I want to ask Ike the Great what, what's up what did you do in preparation shit thank I'm you for perfect. asking that question <laughs> I, how many times have I told y'all that I'm perfect <laughs> uh, what did I do in preparation I mean yeah. like it is a conversation we've had before but probably not on the podcast but it's just I like to study people I call myself a social anthropologist, and you know I see. <laughs> what? He's full of himself, guys. <laughs> what? No, there's nothing wrong with it. No, but but you know it's just watching people and watching everybody's scenario and seeing some of the things that they've gone through. You know, they say uh, a smart person learns from his own mistakes, a wise person learns from the mistakes of others, right? right. So it was watching other people's uh, mistakes and learning from those mistakes, right? It's listening to a whole bunch of stuff just ex- life experiences right, right. i can't de- i can't say books i can't mash, uh i can't really say you know therapy right i right. can't say it was all you know church i mean church gave me the foundation but you know to actually build upon it was right life that helped me out with that mm-hmm. so that's what my answer is did that answer it? I, I think he answered it perfectly. What, yeah. what did I use I, to prepare I, for it? Life. <laughs> That's too Other, so, other <laughs> people's experiences. I think, yeah, I think to sum it up, what he's saying is... And, and no, I, I already said what I said. I'm just kidding. I, and I've, I've known this about him as well. He, he does look at other people's experiences, and I guess he picks and chooses what is going to work for him and mm-hmm. what he's not going to do. So, I mean, whether a relationship that he knows has failed or has been successful, you know, he takes, takes bits and pieces from that. Uh, for me, it was, it was a little bit different. Um, I think I'm still evolving. And what I mean is I don't think I, don't think I went into it trying to prepare. Obviously, we, we did the therapy thing. But I don't, I don't think on a mental level I was, that's what I was thinking. But since then, we've been going to therapy, and that's really helped as well as just like I said, being involved, being you know, going through the experience, and trying to figure out well, this works for us, this doesn't work, and I think between that coupled with therapy has really you know helped us out. And you know, lucky number seven, they say uh, they say every seven years, you know, you change. So, have you guys changed? No, oh, yeah, they have. Oh. What did Obi Wan say? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and just yeah. I mean, you can sit tell though. Communication yeah. is 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 key, and we had a rough time with communication in the beginning. 
And it's interesting because of our backgrounds. He comes from a family of all boys. I come from a family of all girls. <laughs> and our communication styles were very different. I, know, I get that's that. That's what I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah, yeah. One, definitely 100%. I mean, even down to like how we communicate with our mom. My mom, you know, she's been around boys practically her whole life. So she know how to, you know, communicate. So like when it came to, for lack of a better word, being sensitive in how I was communicating, it, it didn't exist because I didn't have to do that with my mom and she didn't do that with us. You know what I mean? In a sense. So yeah, you know. So that's weird for me because I have brothers and I didn't have to be sensitive, but I'm learning to be more sensitive to mm. my husband. Right. Even though he's So, you, so you're calling him sensitive? No. So Ike the Great is sensitive, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like <it>. Respect. <laughs> No, no, we're just, we're just messing with you. No, it, it's, it's okay. what it is. That's it's what like, you're what is it? What it is is like, you know, I, I don't need you talking to me like you're a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, I didn't sign up to be in a <laughs> homosexual relationship. So, uh, I would like for you to sound like what I believe a woman is supposed to sound like. Because if you talk to me like you a guy, I'm going to treat you like you a guy. And then we have issues, right? So, it was, it was, it was stuff like that. It's like adding that soft softer touch right. on things yeah. that she wasn't so used to doing because she grew up with brothers like she so mm-hmm. braggadocially says quite often i did want to expand on my responses i think i didn't do that uh, any justice but okay. um some of the things that also worked for me i didn't actually do it but and that's why i would say life right it's that you know barry would always want to have these hypothetical conversations okay we were annoying us Fuck. All right. I hated them. So let's say the world's about to end. Just like her. It wasn't those kinds. But but it definitely helped us because at that point, you know, what is what's happening is communication, right? right? You have to have that communication and that uh discussion with your spouse. And we got to air out a lot of things very earlier on and realize what were uh, deal breakers for us and right. you know what we could possibly deal with. So she definitely had a part to play in that. So my method was her. So, oh, so Barry, did is that something someone told you, or you just were into giving scenarios just to figure out his answer? Because well, she's a mental health counselor. Okay, so, so I, that, that is, that's, that is pretty good. That's a good way to get a gauge on you know where you guys are mentally on certain things. So. Yeah, awesome. Kudos That's to you. That's what you're supposed to do, actually, which is something we didn't do. That's what a lot of people are supposed to do. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to talk about certain things. You got to talk about, you know, how you want to raise your kids. You got to talk about what happens if your in-laws move in. You got to talk about your money situation. You got to talk about all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. when you're young and in love, you get married. You be like, oh, my God, I'm excited to be married. Yeah. And then stuff starts happening. You're we'll like, figure oh, it shit. out later. Right, <laughs> right. Like, as no, things start to you hit. need to figure that out now. Yeah. And even if you do figure things out, uh, in the beginning, the annoying thing is that sometimes things can't change, yeah, right? Yeah, People's yeah. perspectives or just the way they feel about certain things can change, and, and your mind is like, no, but we had a deal, you know what I'm saying? Like we already right, agreed right. to this, and they're like, well, forget it. I don't feel that way anymore. So <laughs> right? Like, sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> but that's also maturity too. You know, we got married in our twenties. The people around us, except for one couple, everyone else, we were second out of our group. Everyone else has had the luxury of getting married in their thirties when they're more yeah. self-aware oh, and man. you know that 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 makes a world, world of difference. difference. Yeah. Yes. A world of difference. Yes. Like you've experienced life. Mm-hmm. You've, yeah. you've learned the things that you'd like and the things that you don't like and the things that you can deal with. Right. Which is about. A whole another conversation. Not, not, not. No, it, it's funny because um, punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> I, I've I've had conversations with my my dad in particular about you know saying like 
when you're in your 20s, you're still a little kid. You know, when you're in your 20s, you're like, nah, nigga, I'm grown. But in reality, you're grown up until a certain point. It's not until you get into your 30s where, like you, like Ike the Great said, you start to understand who you are and so on and so on. And things are in place. So, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm the same at 21 that I was at 25. Fuck. Really? As, as, no. as far as relationships go, for the most part, yes. As far as who you are and what you can bring? Yeah. Nah. For me, I know I was very selfish up until maybe engagement. Wedding day. I learned how. Up until, <laughs> maybe, up until maybe this morning? <laughs> right before we got here? Right. <laughs> I had to learn how to be selfless, honestly, Word. because it was. I always felt like it was always about me because I was the only girl. Uh, so a lot of it was whatever I wanted. If I if my mm. brother's doing something to me, I can just be like mom, dad, and I get yeah. my way. So I had to learn. Sometimes it's okay if I gets his way. Self awareness is very important. It's okay it if he gets but, his way. But with her saying that, the reason why this works is because I let her have her way. Like. 80% of the time or maybe even 90% 90. of the time. There's a lot. I remember. We had 90, like it was a lot. Look, 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 at her, look at her fighting. Look at her. Yeah. Did but you not hear her fight for that 10%? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. You enjoyed the 90%? I thought it was 30. No, I, I enjoyed the 90, but I appreciate it because honestly, even all the listeners, they may feel that Ike is extreme on some of his thoughts or his beliefs or what he says. Right. I give him that 10 because it gives me 90. Right. And ninety's a lot, in my opinion. Hell yeah, yeah. So I'm, so I'm good. You sitting on the rock at Jabonza. The funny thing is that there are some people that will try to fight for that additional test. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. She, she got ninety. She, she tried to. I did. She try. tried to. Communication was like, listen, this ten. But wait, how does that work? Though? You ain't gonna be able to touch that. Right. How does that work though? You got ninety. What's ten more percent going to do? But ten is might be his deal breakers. Word, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, he's just not, and she got ah shit. You get ninety, you gotta live with that. Yeah, yeah. we about to, we about to get ninety. We about to edit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We about to edit this whole ninety percent. <laughs> no, but I the great said something about being self aware, and when I was saying like I feel like I'm saying I feel like I've been a very self aware person like all my life. Um, so I think when it came to like relationships and love, like. There are things that you definitely learn through experience. So I can say that what I did at 21, I wouldn't do at 32. You know, the way that my relationship when I was 21, I wouldn't have did that relationship the same way. So there are definitely learning from experience um, and things like that. And everybody you get into a relationship is different. So you can't go into the same relationship doing and being the same person. But I'm someone that has always thought like, you know how your mind is constantly racing you think about a lot of things i feel like i've always been that person so i may say something but i'm gonna think about it later right you know i'll Process. think about something say it and then i may you know come back and think about it later and i do that with everything so you know even with you know my fiance and she's doing her her she's reading her book. i'm not one that's gonna read a book I'm probably not one that's going to go to therapy unless that's what she really wants me to do. But I'm definitely one that's going to really think about it. And so if she communicates something to me and maybe my stance may be, nah, you're not having that or you're not getting that or I'm not changing. I'm not just going to leave it at that. I'm also going to think about the relationship. You know, a Mike Boogie says when you love someone, you want to try to make it work. So 
for me it's then like okay what can i do can i really do i really need to be that way do i really need to feel that way so i feel like i've always been in every relationship um so yeah i've been the i've been the same <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, f- I feel like I feel like I do this. Even, I do this love shit. This is easy. I can do it. But it's even greater. I do this love shit. But it's even greater now. Well, it's greater when you f- when you find the person that, that's on the same level as you, and you guys, you know, you match. I mean, it's absolutely greater. Which is why I say there's also those experiences. Like you know, I wouldn't. The, a lot of those relationships would have either ended long before they wouldn't have been, and things like that. But um. But it's also why it didn't take us very long to be at this point in our lives. Like we knew it very early on um, that we were going to be getting to this point. Um, and once again, that we're also in our thirties. So I know A Mike Boogie and K Law. They psh, what? Y'all been together since seven. Hey, no, like, green light. Put my business <laughs> like, green light. No, you but know, I think but, I think that's important no, to note yeah, that yeah. the the extensive history. And two, you know, I think it's also very important to have a model. You know, even if it's a, a bad one, because then you can see, you know, some of the things that you don't want. And I didn't have a model. My parents were uh, divorced when I was very young. So that was a struggle um, trying to figure out how I want to be as a wife because I had no idea. And I think the older I got, another thing that really helped me was talking to people who had situations that, in my opinion, exemplified what I want, what I wanted. So that was also very helpful. Um, for me to see other people, you know, and ask them questions and be able to have that dialogue. I think people need to talk a little bit more openly, not about their issues, but just in general about how things work, you know, saying things like communication is key and, you know, you got to be kind and, you know, you're going to have to compromise and sometimes you got to pick your battles. Like those things are important to understand, you know, and sort stuff out in the beginning. Talk about the things that, you know, you guys want. Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Like, those things are important, you know. And even with that, I would like to say that sometimes people know things and they've heard it their entire lives. Like, oh, do this, do this, do this, do this. But sometimes that hundredth time that you hear it, for some weird reason, is the one time that it sticks. So yeah, it clicks. Yep. Whatever yeah. method you're using, be it a book, be it a movie, be it a conversation, be it right. therapy. Like, it was like, oh, I mean, I always knew that, but Damn. All right. It just yeah. clicks. Yeah. It's the life experience yeah. that makes it click yeah. is what it is. Yeah, probably. I, I would even say vice versa. Like you've learned something all your life mm-hmm. and you've been taught and told something all your life and then you get to that one point and it's like, oh wait, shit. Just, it's not it's really wrong. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta yeah. unlearn things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Like, sounds like white people learn. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who does this? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point, baby. Valid point. <laughs> Appreciate that, boo. <laughs> no, but while we got you guys here, I do have a question for you, uh, for y'all. And that question is, um, do you guys go to bed mad? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're my elder. Oh, you're my elder. I love you. In age and marriage? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't like to, um, but my husband doesn't really care. <laughs> so, I guess I set myself up. That yeah, that's why I leaned in real quick. I was ready to answer. I don't believe that you should. I feel like you should work it out if you can. And if you can't, you can say, you know, we can table this. At least have a discussion. A little something. Don't just like storm and then go to bed. Right. Um, but that's not necessarily your way of doing things. <laughs> it, it burns me up, actually. 
I'm but glad I know that now. <laughs> You've always known that. Yeah, you ain't gonna change. <laughs> so you said no. You don't. No, go I don't to- believe you should, but I don't have the luxury of not being able to not go to bed mad because he. We'll go to bed. Yeah. I'll be tired, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be tired. Arguing is very tedious. It's very draining. Right, I'll be tired. Well, just say sleep. sorry and we can all go to sleep. Oh, 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 that's what it is. You want to be real. You want to be real. I like resolution, even if he doesn't apologize. I just want a resolution. That's true. Um, For me, I think in the beginning, I would always say, no, you can't go to bed upset. I think it's because something I heard. Mm-hmm. But I realized... Over the time now being with him, sometimes I don't mind falling asleep, but I think, did you start that? That I would go to sleep? Was, Absolutely. Yeah. And so I realized, you know what? It's, it's cool. tedious. This one yeah. here? Jesus. I go Joseph. on and on and on. So we, I can't sleep. And we go around in oh, circles. Oh, you can't go to sleep. I'll be up. Like, I'll so, up. So, I can sleep. So when you're oh, up, yeah. what are you doing? Are you processing what happened? Are you playing it back? Or are you just, All of the are you just channeling the anger Chris, towards you? I wonder if she should kill me. She picked up the knife, but she put it back. I'm, I'm processing, but I'm doing it alone. So, yeah, and right. I can't sleep because I, can, I don't have anybody to bounce mm. those things oh. off of. So it just whirls in my, my mind and, you know, I don't sleep. And then the next morning I get up and I'm still pissed. And mm. he's like, okay, yeah. he's like, hey, good morning. Can you yeah. pass me soap? No, <laughs> I cannot. You know what? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. But honestly, yeah, I got to side with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't. I don't care. I'll go to. Actually, I won't go to bed mad. Maybe right. you'll be mad. Right. I won't be exactly. mad. Exactly. That's I, and 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 everybody's relationship is different. My fiance, she holds grudges. <laughs> I don't hold grudges. Like if I'm upset, by the time it's time for me to go to bed, I don't give a shit anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've moved on. And, and what you have to understand is that it's not going to bed. I don't think you should go to bed angry. That's just not a peaceful sleep. Right. It's going to bed with it being unresolved and being okay with the fact that it's unresolved and that we're going to pick it back up later. So that's that's fine. Yeah, I said that, yeah. That's fine. But so there's two things. I don't be angry. He will actually be angry. <laughs> he will be angry and go to sleep. Yeah. So sometimes he'll wake up and like you know and just let everything go. And I'm like, well, hold on. Can we like talk about this? And I'll follow him around until we talk about it. <laughs> like, and then and then there's times where he wakes up legit still mad and like won't talk to me. And I'm like, we shouldn't have gone to bed like that in the first place. True. Yeah, that that, true. that I agree. Like, yeah. I I don't. It doesn't have to be resolutions, but mm-hmm. it should be. You should be able to be like, all right, good night. I love you, or just you know. Good night, because you there's no. still the, and the that's, a, that's I, a dream. Well, once I'm not, you're married, okay, well, I shouldn't say that. Look, I'm not saying you Everybody's have to. Be I'm not yeah. saying you have to say that, but I don't think there should be like if you guys haven't talked to each other in the past two hours and you about mm-hmm. to get in the bed, at mm-hmm. least be like, at least be like good night. Nope, no, you know what okay. I mean. No, nope, at least be like good night. Nope, he won't. He listen, 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 listen. I think it's okay because honestly, I'll see you in the morning, right? And so I can address it however I feel like addressing it. Right, and I think. Too, it depends on you know you know your spouse you know your partner so if you yeah. know like you guys are gonna have your thing and you know you'll address it in the morning I know my man and I know he'll leave the house and won't say nothing oh, see. oh yeah. no see. yeah let me tell you what usually quells things for us is that we have a ritual right okay and even if you're upset you can't break the ritual because the moment you do that now oh now we know you're mad you know what I'm saying right. so it's like regardless of how you feel you know when you leave the house in the morning you say Good morning. Bye. Kiss. Move on to the I believe in that. If you break that, and we ain't broken that, like not because we're angry. Like if you're angry, and that's that shit actually is what fucks with you more is that when you have to do that and yeah. you're upset and you still have to do yeah. that anyway, uh-huh. and you don't even want to touch the dude, yeah. and it's like 
Nigga, that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm saying it. And that, that works for us. But that, makes, but that also makes you kind of suck it up and be like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some things, some things are not that Here's the thing, though, right? Because if we are mad, right, and say I do do that. She's like, I want your kiss, nigga. Uh, don't kiss me. <laughs> don't yeah, say bye to me. So but I'll, like, still, I'll but still get his breakfast together. Or sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah, he won't like you know wipe my car off or whatever, and I'd be like, damn, you know. So, but <laughs> a one, two. Here's the thing. A one, a one. This is all part of a one. A one. It's cool. It's cool. Steak sauce. <laughs> I think that's that maturity thing we're talking about. Like I said, we got married in our twenties, mm-hmm. you know. And we didn't ha- we didn't think about I know for a fact that he's always said to me he just looked at how certain people did things and that's just how it was supposed to be he never thought about how he wanted to be for himself or mm-hmm. even had the conversation with me yeah. and so as you know we get older in our marriage I, I try to reiterate it doesn't have to be like your parents or my parents or mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have to be like the people down the street nope. we can take from all of these and make our own situation yep. you know for what makes us happy yeah so i think that is what you know has been going on we're, we're trying to figure out what works for us mm-hmm. agree i think that's how it should be mm-hmm. I, I think that's the only successful way 100 yeah. percent agree yep that's the only successful way if you want to swing swing <laughs> to fucking what? Yeah. Well, I, I'm just that's, saying, that's like, <laughs> no, seriously, with, with no judgment, that, right. that's who works for them. You need some help? No, 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 I swing. Swingers. Oh, swingers. I, I only oh. say that because you know people think that all oh, marriage is supposed to be monogamous. No, it's not. Listen, it oh, it's whatever you want. So let me just clarify. That's not what we're doing. We don't do that. Not yet, but you know what? Listen, y'all only get one. You know what's going to happen? Y'all got your whole life. You don't know. We might be switching. But it's just that people are so cookie cutter about stuff. It's only because of what they heard. It's like the moment you find out, oh, you like that too? Oh, you don't, you don't adhere to those same standards. We good. That's how we're going to dictate our relationship. I I think for a lot of people, it's, it's because you know that standard has been pumped into your head. So initially, you might be like, okay. Let's follow this standard. It's not until you start to communicate and understand, like, that, that shit ain't working for us, so let's try something else. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I was. For me, it was kind of like, well, there was a standard. All right, let's follow this standard. That's, that shit seems to be working, but if it doesn't work for you and your partner, you know, you've got to try something else. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I've, <clears throat> I've never really tried to live my life how other people do. And I'm not saying that that's what it is, but I'm just saying, like, you're right. A lot of people look at, a marriage so look at their parents for example and be like yeah. man i want to have my parents not knowing that your parents has hit a lot of shit from you yeah and yeah. haven't really set you up to be successful yeah. and so That's if true. you can't really look at yourself and look at the relationship you have and say and really speak to what it is you want and what it is you want to build with somebody you're only i think you're setting yourself up I'm not saying your relationship is going to fail but there are going to be things along be the way, yeah. right? That you're you're not going to be prepared for, and and every relationship is going to have that. Even if you say we're going to do it how we want to do it, I was about it. to say even so the, the stuff they don't hide, it's right? Like, you see that like that just that's toxic, feel right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. To- you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to be me. I just <laughs> right. Sometimes you can see it like nah, fam. And you can see cool. examples like I have a I know a person in her parents' marriage. They are un. Two unhappy motherfuckers. <laughs> just, they are un. No, it's it's not hidden. They are unhappy. Uh-huh. They're unhappy, and 
you know, just because they're still married doesn't mean that, oh, they're still married, it's a success. No, yeah. no. Right. And, and you know what's probably happening? I don't know this person, but, you know, she's probably looking at or he, she, is probably looking at it like, well, it's okay to be unhappy in marriage. <laughs> well, she I'm had saying? to go through a lot of years of therapy to understand that it's not. Yeah. A lot to understand that it's not. Yeah, you, I mean, life is not about being unhappy. It's too long. It's a long time. You get one life. So, yeah. Um, any other questions, guys? No, thank you, ladies. ladies. Yeah, thank you. You gave us. So, y'all kicking us out? No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> thank you. You may exit. I'm just curious if they softened us up or we were still our same asshole selves. I don't know. Well, I was myself. Wasn't Apparently, Obi Wan has been himself since '88. <laughs> <laughs> since conception, guys, yeah. he came out the womb this way. Hey. Right. The I woke up like this. Oh, okay, right. he likes all to do that from time to time. Just all, all right, going to singing. Thank you. Can't but thank you, ladies. No, yeah, yeah we definitely good. appreciate the insight. Um, so yeah, thank you. Yeah, they'll be staying with us for the rest of the podcast. You're welcome to stick around. May not say nothing, but yeah, my wife wants to go to, go to sleep. That's why. <laughs> I've been drinking wine. Okay. Oh, she turned. She lit. All right, now take the mic away from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, as we're moving on, um, I think a good topic to talk about is uh, mental awareness. And, um, you know, I, I think the NBA tries to be forward thinking oh, when they man. do a lot of stuff. So revolutionary. Yeah. So um, recently they, they just started a mental awareness program. Like, you want to? Talk a little bit about that. I forgot this is my topic. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, man. Uh, but I do know that the NBA mm-hmm. has decided to uh, have. Uh, Would you like me to read it? Psychiatrist, go, go ahead, please. Thank you. Save me. So, <laughs> <laughs> all teams must have at least one mental health professional and retainer. Mm-hmm. Right? Each professional must have experience in assessing and treating um, clinical mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Each organization must identify a licensed psychiatrist available to help manage. Um, any mental health concerns all teams must enact a written action plan for mental health emergencies all 30 teams need to attend a health uh, wellness meeting in chicago in september so basically they just putting their foot at the front and saying hey catch up barry you can chime in this is right up your alley yeah um being in the mental health field for the last seven years i didn't know the article you just read but all those things you said um are definitely needed absolutely and I feel like we get that in, in, you know, everyday workforce. Like, we are privy to having the opportunity to go check on, I mean, talk to a doctor if you're having any type of mental issue. Um, I don't think every company has that benefit. You know, I know the company I work for does. But. Yeah, and my company does, too. So, I, I mean, well, at least I assume so. But one thing we don't think about is when you talk when you talk about athletes, you just think, oh, they got money. You know, and if it's men athletes, they got money. They party. They, can, they have women at their access or whatever. But no, they go through some issues as well. You know, absolutely. I, mean? and, I have a theory about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you get to that theory, keep going. Right, right. Keep so, going, there, Mike. so you know, you don't think about the fact that yeah, there's a lot of things that they may be going through where they feel like they don't have no resources to you know help them overcome that. And I think it's a big step that the NBA, NBA decided to say, hey, let's implement a whole program because um, you know, for us guys, we watched the NBA, and last year there was a lot of. Um, men that came out that you know had mental issues um, and they felt like they needed help and so I really appreciate what the NBA is doing because they heard that cry and they said here we're going to help you guys out that lets me know they appreciate you know their their players and yeah so. and with that it's like we always see them have episodes 
Yeah. And it always happens in the public eye. Really, that's true. Some of them get therapized while they're being... Is that um, a word, by the way? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, but uh, while they're being interviewed. And sometimes people just break down, and it's because they probably don't have that uh, readily available to exactly. them. Exactly. Uh, so, no, big ups to the NBA for yeah, that. Yeah, you got uh, to. Got to. It's, it's so surprising that you know the one the one sport that deals with you hitting your head constantly of over course. and over. It's not doing anything of the ilk. That's nuts. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're not. What's the word? They're, they're more reactionary than um, proactive. Yeah, proactive. Proactive. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, but the NBA is a progressive league. I'm guessing Absolutely. their owners are very progressive. Um, and if you were talking about the NFL, they're not a progressive league. But I mean, <laughs> when you look at athletes around the world or let's just you know focus in the u.s a lot of them are you know black and brown children and we know how mental health is in that community mm-hmm. but it strikes it like what do you think of you hear stories about where these young kids come from yeah. like you the know gutter. broken homes yeah. um mm-hmm. violence drugs how what makes you think that they're okay they're traumatized <laughs> from the yeah. very beginning like i mean right they leave their homes they leave that to go to some big school, which is a predominantly white, white school, school yeah. and then from there Usually. they go into a business which is run by a predominantly like what makes you think they're okay? And, like, and oh, to make it worse, oh, you are our savior. You are the one to take us the to pressure. the championship. Yep, yep. You got all this pressure. You have to go out there and and perform in front of thousands and tens of thousands of people with lights and everything in your face, and you have to be perfect. Yeah. Oh, by the way, after this is done. After you've barely gotten a chance to catch your breath, you gotta go interview. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I there was a minor segue, but uh, Blake Griffin did stand up uh, comedy. Yeah, uh, I heard he's and, been doing that. And he uh, he had this one bit where it was like, I don't know why people always give athletes a bad rep for not being able to conduct a good interview. It was like, I dare you to run around for about forty eight minutes, and then come talk to me after. I guarantee you can't do it. But, you know, we know some of those people are actually. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I, <laughs> just no, there are some. I also think that what the NBA is doing is, is not looking at the players as just players, right? Yeah. Like, and that, yeah. that was the other thing. When you look at someone as just cattle? Not, not, yeah, not actually a human what being. What did you say? Cattle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not actually a human being, but as a thing or as a machine that you know and it's, then and then you try to put privilege on them because they are making money and things like that they're looking at them as capital versus resource right. that's why Word. it got changed from human resource to human capital management is yeah. that you know what's funny speaking and this is a segue too they yeah. do that with police officers hmm. and teachers well i'm thinking just in the in the flip side like, okay right police officers get a lot of support mm-hmm. people look at them and they're like wow do you understand how dangerous their job is mm-hmm. you know and it's like well they made a choice to go into a job that's dangerous right. well, etc uh, well et cetera, actually et actually now it's funny that you said that in new york there's been about four or five suicide killings um in the police officer or whatever and so i don't know if they're getting the support i mean they just said something no, on there that is true right but what i'm talking about is they're, they're they may not necessarily be getting the actual support but the way the community looks at it versus yeah, how oh, they yeah, look at yeah. you know look versus how they look at they're brave white what? people you know what i mean in, in the sense of these sports and they're making all this money and it's a privilege and they should be happy it's like all right you know fans well, are what fanatics but, they're, they're just not gonna understand but you do make a good point i mean if there's the same thing is happening and and with the police officers then definitely we know that it, this country is behind the eight ball and really trying to address those issues um 
as far as mental health goes. Well, TV makes it seem as though they have psychiatrists that they talk to after they discharge their firearms. Yeah, but that's the only That's TV. I don't know if it's real. Well, I I mean, but if that is the case, that's only under a strained situation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. For me, it's like, listen, we're all humans. We go through things. Everybody has different backgrounds. These things should be made available from the very beginning. You Absolutely. Know what I, mean? they, I think this should be, um, and granted, you can't make it a law, but all sports <clears throat> should be, should, should you know, have this in their organization. Like, this should be a standard. And, and, and we are yet to have this conversation about uh, uh, reparations, but my idea of reparations is, you know, therapy, like, for life, free uh, oh yeah, yeah. What the fuck is it called? Is the therapy free therapy for you know for reparations? And isn't and that what Charlemagne said? Oh, did he say that? Yeah, I think Charlemagne stole my idea. But not just that. Don't stop there. But you know, I would even take it as far as free education to become uh, psychiatrists for people of color to help uh, yeah. because you know it's you know people of color want to talk to people of color when they're going through therapy because sometimes it's a lot easier for that to happen because they know that they've. They understand the plight or they understand the struggle. So, but topic for a different day. I agree. But shouts to the NBA, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're taking a big step. They're doing the right things. And I hope other um, sports organizations follow in their footsteps uh, for a lot of different other areas as well. Yeah, and on the other hand, (laughs) the NCAA seems to be dropping the fucking ball. Their counterparts. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm not sure if many people are familiar with Rich Paul, but Rich Paul is an American sports agent uh-huh. uh, based in Cleveland. He's also LeBron James' close friend, and right now he's, he's LeBron's kind of, agent as well, right? Yeah, 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 he's LeBron's agent, and he he's kind of like a superstar of agents. Um, a whole bunch of other superstars. Yeah, he has, he has as well, right? Anthony, Davis, Anthony Davis, John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, Draymond, yeah, Ben uh, Simmons, exactly. Okay, and um, recently, you know, they implemented a, a few changes who some people feel like it was to restrict what he was doing. The NCAA and, did that? Yeah. Okay. And they actually called it the, the Rich Paul rule. They didn't call it that. No, LeBron, I mean, well, LeBron, LeBron called dubbed it, yeah, it the yeah. Rich Paul rule. And uh, the rule was, it was many rules, but the most important one was that you needed a four-year degree in order to be an agent and represent, you know, uh, players. Time out. Yes. I got to stop you there. Yeah. Because you, do you know that for the longest mm-hmm. – I'd heard it somewhere, and I don't know where, but I always thought that you had to have a law degree to be an agent. Me too. I, I always thought that. Yeah, I, I, did I don't too. know where I, I don't know where it came from. So I always thought that. So when people were complaining about this, I was like, "What's the big fucking deal?" Well, everybody got to get four years and then get two more years of a law degree to be an agent, anyways. And, and you know, people were like, "Well," in my mind, I started thinking, "I was like, yeah, I know that some people own agencies. Right. I didn't know that that made them agents. I thought so, some of those people were like managers. I didn't know that they were actually legit agents. So when I saw this, I was I thought I I, I wondered why people were all up in arms, but continue. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I think Rich Paul, you know, his case is very unique just because the best player in the world for a while now is his closest friend and, you know, his client. And so maybe there was some things that the NBA did to help him mm-hmm. become an agent. But the fact of the matter is he's a very good fucking agent. You know what I mean? And you don't need a fucking degree to figure out someone is good at their job. And, you know, the NCAA trying to do that, try to put restrictions. And, you know, some could even say that it was almost racially motivated. Well, in defense of the NCAA, 
<laughs> I'm sure you wow. guys didn't think I would say that. Hell no. So Not at all. <laughs> we, we just listed who um, Rich Paul is, who his clients are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who gives a shit about potential NBA um, potential uh, players new, coming out of the yeah right he's not going after them right which is what he said in another he, article he, he's, he's yeah. going he's going at this at the superstars mm. so this doesn't really affect, affect him. him you know what I mean yeah. but I, I don't like think him. you can't call it the Rich Paul rule I think you know it's LeBron James he has a big platform um, you can't necessarily call it the Rich Paul rule um, because it doesn't really affect him he's already in a league of his own like he he you know now but hold on I I think they do call it I think. It was named dubbed the Rich Paul rule because of how he came up and became the agent that he is. And so other black kids who are looking at Rich Paul will not be able to do that same thing. Mm-hmm. Dub the Rich Paul rule. Well, in defense of the NCAA, NCAA. Again, motherfucker, damn, you on the roll, nigga. Hey, but they're just looking out for these That's what they stupid claimed. ass. That's what they claim. College players. Yeah, they're trying to protect the college players. So how about they just put rules around see, uh, protecting the college players than rules prohibiting certain people exactly. from being agents? Which, which hey, they, I was just playing about the end defense shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which they do, you know, they did implement that, meaning they, yeah. you have to have three years of experience before you can represent a player. Rich Paul has actually said he's cool with that. That makes sense. And, I, and I'm cool with that, too. Like, you know, do an internship, you know, mentor or be a mentee underneath somebody who's, who does this so that you do your job properly. I get that. But when you come out and you make this rule, I mean, just think about it on this aspect. Not many kids of color are have the opportunity to go to college. Yo. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? And if you somehow have aspirations of being an agent and you get to that platform of being an agent and you're telling me the only thing that's stopping me is because I didn't go to college, that's fucked up. Well, you know, the, the uh, NCAA reminds me of... Um, Slavery? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say these these uh, these fashion these fashion designers that are slippery, <laughs> word that have bad advisors, right? Or they don't have the right people around them to make the the right decisions, right? So when you put a kid out there with a the potential um, racist uh, imagery of black people, whatever it may be, and you don't recognize that that's inappropriate. So the NCAA, I do think there are some who are which trying to protect. Um, protect these kids but they're doing it in the wrong way because there are people who are all about control and power right mm-hmm. and we know that the ncaa wants to control these nba i'm sorry these college players because they're making so much money off of them but they are just doing it in the wrong way they have some terrible advisors this is a this is a dumb rule you don't need a college degree to do anything in this goddamn country yeah, exactly because this is fucking america yeah. you don't need a college degree on top of that in 2017 everybody that in connection with the NCAA that was arrested for bribery yeah. had a fucking college degree. <laughs> yeah. So the ones that you need to be protecting people from are the ones who are out here boasting themselves as something because they do have a college degree. When no actuality, you know. So my thing is they're just misinformed, right? They think they're doing the right thing, but they're they're really misinformed. I don't, they, I don't, I don't think that's yeah, I don't, was. I don't buy that they shit were, either. They, they were protecting their own exactly. interests, their own bottom line. Yep, that's it. Fortunately for for you know. Um, younger black kids or kids of color that look up to Rich Paul, um, you know, having LeBron James on your team helps because after that tweet, several other celebrities tweeted out and next thing you know, the NCAA kind of backtracked on the four-year thing and said, well, you know, we didn't really think about who that would, uh, 
you know, kind of mess up. So now they've come back and they said they're not going to do the four-year degree thing, but you should have three years of experience. And so and you need to be in good standing with the MBA. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, I, I thought that was pretty interesting, and it could have got out of control, but, you know, it lets you know how much power LeBron James really has right now. Facts. You know, that's crazy. Um, I, You know, I guess keeping with sports <laughs> – I do want to talk about this, and, and ladies, you guys can jump in this conversation because it, it's, it is related to sports, but it's not actually about, you know, playing sport. Well, kind of is playing, lack of playing. <laughs> but has anybody heard, have you guys heard about the thing that's going on with um, Rock Nation and NFL? Anybody? 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 Yes. It's just like everybody's talking about it right now. Yeah. Barry? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, last week, um, the NFL announced that they were partnering with uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation uh, to pretty much, they're going to directly shape the NFL's social justice program and oversee much of the league's entertainment program, including the halftime show. At the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> and he's like, why, why are people talking about that? Well, people are talking about it because some people feel like this whole partnership is disingenuous, um, that... You know, Jay-Z, it's a surprise that Jay-Z's partner with the NFL. He's the same player, and I quote, that said, I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me. I don't need you. And here you are, you know, a year or so after that, partnering with the, the oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry, K-Law, go ahead. You got your neck all the way out there like you got something to say. No, I'm just getting ready. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess for me, I don't know, man, I, I'm... I don't know how to feel about this partnership. So I guess I'll ask you guys, how do you guys, you know, first of all, how do you feel about the partnership that has been created between the NFL and Jay-Z and the su supposedly, you know, uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation kind of filtering or, or directing, you know, social justice issues? <sighs> I see, I mean, listen, it's, it's, a, it's a tangled web because I see both sides. Yeah. I, right. I, 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 I would say let's wait to see things unfold, right? right, right. Uh, see what, what actually happens. But I can understand why people are upset at the fact that he's doing it after all the talk has been talked about, you know, boycotting the NFL. Mm -hmm. I can understand how people can see it as Jay-Z is just patting his own pockets and he doesn't mm -hmm. give a fuck about black people. But I can't understand how people would say that knowing that Jay-Z has been out here championing the uh, – the progression of black people in America, and Jay Z has been out here doing a Duh. whole lot of doing a whole lot of uh, well, I, I'll, I'll positive that. positive things mm -hmm. in uh, in the society, and Jay Z has a lot of influence, and I really think that he can make a change in the NFL. Who is super fucked, and you got to start somewhere. Yeah, no, uh, you know what? I would definitely respond to that portion. Uh, let me hear what everybody else got to say. K Law, because you put your neck out there, so go ahead. I really was just getting ready. But anyway, um, I kind of agree with what Ike said. Um, I want I need more information. And I know that with the announcement, you weren't going to get everything. And I, I want to see what he's going to do. I don't want to say right now that like I'm upset or I'm disappointed. Right. Because I just don't know. I feel like Jay-Z is smarter than that. Uh -huh. And everything he does is very calculated. Uh -huh. And the whole, you don't need me. I mean, I don't need you. You need me. Well, they do need him. And so this proven. is them needing him. You know. Duh. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people... Um, that are affiliated with the NFL or upset too. And I feel like maybe they have information that we don't have mm -hmm. um, just yet. But Jay-Z 
it seems like in the you know i don't know if he's always done it but it seems like he's the type of man that uses his money to make power moves in favor of his people and i know that he's made some moves that were not necessarily in, in favor of his people um in some people's opinion but i feel like they led to other things how can so, i help the poor if i'm one of them right i feel like they led to other things so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I before i, I bash it and get on my high horse about why it's not a good look or it's wrong i just want to see more and i feel like it's going to take a little bit before that happens a couple years maybe you know yeah. barry nothing okay <laughs> so I, I how can you bash it right so let's set aside the whole cabinet thing right jay-z oh, we haven't got we, we haven't got yeah, we okay. to that. jay-z black man signs a deal with the nfl i mean that's 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 huge that's a, that's a big thing right so if people didn't have their you know feelings about the NFL, everyone would be applauding this as a fucking power move. Facts. Correct. Facts. All right. That's true. Two. Jay Z has shown us his cards. They black. <laughs> like very black. Like I, what's the problem here? And then my my issue with this is that once again, so and I, and I said this in the group chat. I said people people are not free thinkers, right? People are followers, they're not leaders, right? So, what what was Kaepernick kneeling for? We ain't gotten to that. I, I just, I social injustice. Okay, but what are we talking about with Jay-Z in the NFL? Kaepernick. Fighting, fighting so, no, oh, Kaepernick. That's what and, people are talking about. And that's about. my problem. Yeah. So, we're, we're now making this about Kaepernick. And once again, we are so far from what the actual issue is. And people need to just get your head out your ass, all right? Like read, listen, and then give people a, a chance to one make a difference, right? So if Jay Z is going to do something good, give him a chance to make to to do something good. Two, I think there can be retribution for the NFL, and I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like we have to give people a chance to make things right and to do the right things, as opposed to say, well, you guys are good for shit, right? We just we just applauded the NBA for taking steps. Mm-hmm. Let's let's applaud let's wait and see. Well, not even applaud them because well, they haven't yeah, done yeah. anything yet. But let let's wait and see if they are starting to take those steps. Yeah, because they reached out to Jay Z for a reason, and it's not just so that they could have black friends watching the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I mean. And from an entertainment perspective, I mean, definitely right. a great move. Like Jay Z has his pulse on just a whole bunch of music like he doesn't just listen to hip-hop he's proven over and over again that he's well in tune with everything else that's going on with other genres and he knows what's hip he knows what's hot he can definitely bring you know that to the nfl because i don't want to watch another tom petty and the heartbreak mm-hmm. kids or in, maroon five sorry <laughs> in, the, in the super bowl so um, so i hear everything that you guys are saying uh-huh. and, you know i can understand that but there's there is another side to it and the first thing is you said obi-wan said you know we know what jay-z card is and it's black well do we i, I feel like once you get to a certain point uh-huh. in your career your color is green and jay-z's a billionaire let's not forget that his color is green Bars. and um we, we gotta we gotta keep that in our mind. color is green I mean, everybody's color is green, but you know when you green oh, and white to be exact. Hey, <laughs> word, word. But I mean, let's keep that in mind. And 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 my issue with this is there's not enough transparency. And I get what you're saying. Let's wait for it to unfold. But the fact that there's so much issue behind the NFL, I I think they they failed in the aspect of trying to be transparent in the very beginning. Because as we all know, the NFL plays chess, not checkers. And so, you know, a, a lot of things that I read about Jay-Z was, was, you know, he this nigga tap dancing. Pretty much, 
you know, they're using Jay-Z and he doesn't realize that. And, and that is a possibility. And one way to, to get rid of that possibility is by being transparent. They were, um, you know, he did a panel with uh, Roger Goodell and, you know, they had conversations and, you know, they allowed people to ask questions. And several of the questions that did have to do with Colin Kaepernick and how he may or may not be participating in this program, they, they pretty much ignored. NFL like, can't talk about that. After the deal with Colin Kaepernick, is it NFL, NFL or Colin? Both parties can well, talk about that. Well, guess what? Jay Z can talk about it, and he did not either. You know what I mean? What does he have to do with it? Maybe his deal says he can't talk about it. <laughs> what does he? Do? I don't think so. I would, what does he have to do with it? Well, because they asked a direct question about what was the question? The he question. answered. He said, "Right." And, and what, I'm, how do you feel about kneeling? No, or no, no, what no. did they say? The first, the, the first question was, uh-huh. "Have you spoken to Colin Kaepernick, and is he involved?" And all Jay-Z said is, yes, I have spoken to Colin Kaepernick. But guess what? Colin's girlfriend, along with, you know, you guys know Eric Reed, that was alongside with uh, Colin at the time, both said that's a lie. That's not true. Well, so th- that raises flags for me. Well, I'm sorry, right? I mean, let's it, be real. Well, it's Jay-Z, right? Have you spoken to Colin yes, Kaepernick? Yes, exactly. At some yes, point in yes, time yes, in yes, life, I yes, did. I spoke right. with Colin Kaepernick. That, that comes off disingenuous, <laughs> right? Like, you're not, you're not being... Once again, you're not, you're I'm not, not. I'm not gonna say. that. I take issue with that. I'm not gonna say it's disingenuous because, as you know, timing is everything. Correct. Right? Maybe this is not the right time. Well, where, maybe where there's smoke, to there's his, fire. Right. According to his strategy, they've already highlighted a timeline and all that stuff. Maybe I don't know, but so so here's some other things, right? Uh-huh, that that makes me question this deal. The first one is, as we know, he told Travis Scott not to do. The halftime uh-huh. vote in support of Colin Kaepernick. Here is Jay Z doing a deal with the NFL. Then I just recently read that mm-hmm. JD, well, Jermaine Dupree was going to actually do this deal, and Jay Z talked him out of doing this deal. And now Jay Z's doing a deal, really? Right? Yeah, and it, this is all speculation. I'm not saying it's true, right? But where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Well, Travis still did it too, by the way. And, and the halftime show, Travis. Yeah, he did still it. did we, it. Yeah. We don't, but when we don't know anything about when this deal came about. This deal could have came about before Travis was asked. Yeah, I mean, last and, year, and, and this and, is now and, when they and chose. And yeah, stuff. okay. And and I have a problem with asking questions, asking Jay Z. Well, what about Cap? What 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 about what? fucking Cap? What, what that got to do with Jay Z and Rock Nation? Okay, so here's here and what that, does that have to do so with now? We're social on, social justice. Causes? We are on Colin, right? I understand why because so Colin is the reason why these conversations exactly. Are no, he is because he was the only motherfucker to protest social justice, right? He was the first. And not he was. He was. But he, not only that, no, he's no, the no, only no, no. motherfucker. No, I'm saying he was the first specific. in the NFL. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's that's what we're talking about. But, but no, but that also brings. So he's the only one who could talk about social justice issues in the NFL? No, but he was a martyr. No, he, who made himself a martyr? He made himself a martyr. Okay, so and so that's point? why that's why I, you can't say they can't ask the question. They I know. absolutely can ask but the it, question. It, there's no point. What's the point? No, they can't ask the, the question. Okay, so, but what is the point? There, there is a point. That's what and the fact of the matter is, because right, a lot of people want to know. We are still forgetting that this Go nigga doesn't Cap. have a job. He's been blackballed, and it's not okay. He got paid. What do you, why do you think he doesn't have a job? That doesn't mean shit to me. So, the nigga wants to play football. So there is that aspect that he did. Sell <laughs> Come on, so he can't talk about his deal. He got paid. Yeah. Nobody in the NFL I'm is not, talking about cap except for people outside of the well, NFL. But we're not talking about fucking money. We're talking about playing football. Once again, yeah, but it doesn't matter. From the perspective that he took a deal, yeah. How are you gonna how are you gonna you, ask you, about you the man so? and the man? T- well, I don't, he, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, I mean, then why did to he me, take the it's deal? separate because because the question, right? 
that was raised during this whole this uh-huh. was was there collusion against him. That's okay. separate than what's going on now, right? No, and what's going on now? Yeah, who knows? We don't know the terms of the deal, and he created that. He I, let that happen. The fact of the matter, right? Because you guys are right. But the fact of the matter is there are some questions that uh-huh. are being raised here. And that's what I'm simply saying. Like right. I can't just completely say I'm cool with what's going on because there's so much it's so many unknowns. I don't so I get you what know you're what saying. Unknown, one of the unknowns are what? Collinsdale. No, you're right. But, <laughs> and you know, but but, here, but what we're doing, yo, is we're stirring up the dust, yo. There's absolutely nothing here and we're stirring up the dust. Colin does not have to be involved in Rock Nation's deal. He does not have to be involved in Jay Z's deal. Colin does not have to be the spokesperson for social justice in the NFL. No, Colin doesn't. is not the only one who can speak to these things. Correct. He's not the only one in the NFL who is speaking to these things. He's mad at at um, Malcolm Jenkins from the yeah. Eagles mm-hmm. because he was doing it his way. Right. I mean, and that's the problem with black people, right? There was Malcolm and there was Martin, and they I all had the, they all had the <laughs> same goddamn goal. But yet, you got a problem with Martin. Or right. you got a problem with Malcolm, right. but you got you trying to do the same thing. Well, tr- truth be told, right? If we're gonna be real, Colin hasn't said anything about Jay Z, and he didn't say anything about talking, Malcolm. I'm not talking either. about I'm not talking about Jay Z. No, I'm saying it was Eric Reed that okay. had the problem. And, so that, and as far uh, as I'm concerned, you quoting him as he speaks with Colin. So right. to me, it's I, Colin. No, what I'm simply saying is <laughs> there's smoke here. Okay, okay. Here was another thing, right? In, in the Atlantic, I read the Atlantic all the time. It also said they asked Jay Z. How exactly is this partnership going to uh, a, a form of protest? And he shied away from the question because Jay Z said, "You know, we're past kneeling, right? <laughs> we move on to the next portion of protest, if you will." So, how is this partnership? I, I, because protest, protest is is an action. It doesn't get you a result. Yeah, like, protest is it's something. It's a call to action. It's something that you do, like not to get people, a result. Yeah. People can protest. Continue to protest if you want, but what do you do when 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 you can no longer protest? When your knee hurts, you can't get down your knee. Like, what do you do when you protest or you're protesting and there's no nothing is coming from it? At what point are we going to take action? What point are we going to move forward and try to do something besides just protesting? Like, I mean, the civil rights, like things didn't happen just because of protests. There had to be bills. Right, right. But there had to be legislation. Like, you can't just protest and we can't just continue to protest i agree i, I actually agree with jay-z i think we're past protesting i, I think and we're past and, and, and that's fine but who are we to say that this partnership is the next step after protest nobody's saying it but a leader stood up and said i'm going to do what i think is best right and, and we're all we're all not all of us a lot of people are saying but wait what about this what about that and nothing hasn't even been done yet. But he's actually done something. Because I, I, everybody else is waiting for Cap to do something. I think, everybody else is waiting for Cap's next move. And it's like, either you're going to do something, or you, you're going to be a leader, or you're so going to continue So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Cap, you know, people have been waiting for him to make the next move. But the example that I used for you guys uh, the other day was, when Rosa Parks sat her black ass in the front of the bus. Why you that? <laughs> ain't that what uh, Cedric the know <laughs> <laughs> You know? <laughs> When they did the the, the the bus boycott, she was a part of that movement. And I said that was different because they went to they, Malcolm. I said they went to Martin to be a part right, to run you that movement. Say that, but still, she was still part of the movement because it started with her. But, but so in both but, Malcolm Jenkins and Jay Z, they started a movement that did not involve here's the, the person who started this whole thing that we're I talking have, about. I, but, but Rosa Parks wasn't the leader. 
right? Just because just because she did the action and she started something, that doesn't mean she's going to lead the cause. Martin was the person to lead the cause, right? right? But I'm not asking. And, but and asking. so you're saying why isn't Colin part of it? Well, Colin is his own leader. People are following Colin. Jay-Z is his own leader. People are going to follow Jay-Z. Same thing with Malcolm, right? Eric Reed is 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 freaking Rosa Parks. Hey, <laughs> 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 right? he know He's part of it. <laughs> he ain't do nothing but sit his... Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's very interesting. And um, I'm interested in seeing where this goes um, with Jay-Z and, and this new partnership. And, you know, hopefully they stay true to what they're trying to do. Yeah, I just think that we're... People are upset. And all we've heard is that there's a deal. Like, people weren't upset when Colin made his deal. Were they? <sighs> They were they were uh, no, bewil- they were. bewildered. <laughs> they didn't know how to feel. Yeah, but there were some people happy. He was like, "Get your money, boo! Yeah. <laughs> Get your money, king!" Yeah, so yeah. I because I, I, I did keep him from getting money. Yeah, but I think at the end of the he day, he kept himself from getting money. To be honest, we should look at the positives <laughs> of this and, st- and not the what ifs or the hypotheticals. A black man who 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 stands for who stands for a lot of what what's going on in the black community. Meek Mill can attest to that. Um, plenty of other people can attest to that has has a major partnership in which she's going to push forward what i believe will be a lot of things that that are supportive of black people right right he he himself doesn't have to be the face of social justice right because he can go get somebody to sorry social justice because he can go get somebody to do that but we should be applauding this this opportunity to now have people in a position that can advise an organization that's been fucking up well, I, I, the right way. No, the same I, thing I that the same you. thing that we've asked about with these fashion designers, with with other things, advertisements not having the right. You don't know what it is. Yet. You can't applaud something that you don't so, know what it is. Then how right? can you not applaud but, it? But and, we and, know and that shit. We know what it's supposed to be. We can applaud what it's supposed to be. We don't know the details. So well, so who's to say that? Can you see the future? No, I cannot. Who's to say that? You know, Jay is not going to bring Colin Kaepernick in on this label. I mean, it, it, nobody knows anything, and everybody's just fucking talking. It's it's that's definitely the annoying part about it's this. It's definitely possible. Um, the other, what was it? I think when you first started talking, I degree, you did say you know Jay Z has a a resume of doing this, right. right? And I what I would say to that is we don't talk too much about what he did with the the Brooklyn Nets and how that affected the black community. Because that Brooklyn is has been gentrified to the hundredth power, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in that community are mad about what Jay Z did. But when we initially saw, we said, "Oh, Jay Z's part owner of a team. He brought a stadium to New York, Brooklyn in particular. That's going to help out the the black people in the community." Well, guess what? Them niggas have been kicked out. Yeah, I know a lot of black people that live in Brooklyn. Yes, Brooklyn has been gentrified, and that's a conversation for a whole other day. Like, I don't think it's the same. I don't think you're going to compare what he did in Brooklyn to what he's doing now, because basically, what you're saying is he's going to get all the black people kicked out. The NFL. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, Jay Z going to get his. Like, how? Like, what are we applauding? We don't know. You know what I mean? I just we just heard a rumor that he's about to be part owner of an NFL so team. So Jay Z right. bringing Brooklyn. A team is not the reason why Brooklyn is gentrified. It's Brooklyn is the it. closest borough no, no, no. to Manhattan. Right, right. That's true. But it was also a selling point. We brought a team here. We have a stadium here. And Jay-Z signed on to that stadium as, as the one who So was, he should have said no? Is what you're saying? I'm that's, just, that's, what I'm saying that's is... That's what it sounds like to me. I don't know if Jay-Z is that much of a saint as some people are saying he is. 
And is it just as simple as this nigga sees green an opportunity? Okay, and if and if that is okay. so, okay, I I think we should be saying less. First of all, nobody is as much as a saint as everybody anybody says they are. True, Martin sure as hell wasn't. <laughs> True. All right, so it's it's like let's yeah. focus on the positives of these people right. and not the negatives. That's not exactly. Yeah, but we don't know what the positive here is. We, right, we we've, the positive is what's what we've seen. The negative is what we're coming up with. Like we're so quick to be negative about it as like, yo, wow, congrats on your deal, and leave it at that. Let's see what comes of this. But no, Colin, Colin, social justice. Honestly, yo, Colin is done. It's a wrap for him, yeah. It's a wrap, baby. I know, right? You, you mad? I'm not mad, yo. But I'm just saying, like, we're why are we waiting for Colin to come back? Who's we? To, I don't, to, to light to light up the NFL and, I, I, and be I, I a think, glimmer of hope to. No, I, I just think for people. Um, they felt like the NFL purposely blackballed someone who was speaking up about social injustice, and we need to remember that, you know. Like, and and I think they learned their lesson. You think so? I think so. Hmm. Time, time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. I, I think they learned. I mean, look at how they were dragged in the media. Yeah. I mean, look at they were dragged by the by the president. Yeah. I mean, they were dragged by the black community. Yeah, their ratings did drop. Yeah, you know, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> we we do this, yo. We do this. Negativity upon negativity. Nothing can ever be good, yo. Yeah, I, you know. But you know, talking about that and just saying, you know, black people coming together. A conversation with Colin Kaepernick just to get his point of view on this actual partnership, you know. But that's my why? point, right? He is not. First of all, he doesn't. He has no representation in Rock Nation. But he is not the only person who could speak to this cause. No, if, if, within the NFL, you mean? Yeah, in general. But we're talking. Well, okay. And okay. within the NFL, yeah, yeah. what what is no. Colin going to say? No, nah, Colin's t- Colin Colin's his point of view is already out there. Okay. He put his video. So out you there. you feel like Colin has done his job and made his point? Not even that. Colin don't represent me. If I want to talk to the NFL, I don't need to go ask Colin permission. Nor do I need to say, how do you think I need to maneuver? You don't think it's, it's, it's a courtesy or a respect thing? He don't own me or the NFL or the players. Like, why? I, I don't see why it's a respect thing. He did what he did. I'm my own man. I can do what I want to do. If I feel that I know what I'm doing and I'm as well versed as him, why do I need to go ask him? Like, what am I asking him? Yo, should I do this or not? Like... Well, I guess at the end of the day, right, a lot of people, and I'm going to sum it up with this. There's there's some people out there that says that um, Jay-Z, they may use him, the partnership, as a buffer. You know, something that says, oh, we're not racist. Oh, we care about black people. Look, we partner with Jay-Z. And I, I think people just want to make sure that the NFL is being genuine in moving forward and progressing. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. And I guess at the end of the day, the fact that we there's too, so many unknowns is is what bothers people. I but. just think they're capitalists. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say racist. Like they, <laughs> a great percentage of the organization is well, at least the teams are African Americans. Well, if if the owner, I, we only got to, yeah, we only okay. got to, we only <laughs> got to, we can move on. We got All right, yeah, more let, topics let, we got to talk. Yeah, about. Let's move on to uh, music and I guess lighter. Um, so I, I listened to the Joe Buttons podcast and he had Nicki Minaj on there a couple uh, episodes ago and Ew. randomly <laughs> Nicki started 
talking about her issues with Rick Ross. It wasn't random. You don't think it was? No, they asked her a question. Who's a better le- rapper, Rick Ross or Gang? Right, but I felt like it had nothing to do with... <laughs> but some people... Have you heard Nicki Minaj? She has a very hard time being objective about uh, anything. That's true. She's a very subjective person. That entire interview yeah, annoyed yeah. the hell out of me. Me too. I hope they never bring her back. Me I too. never want to ha- hear her speak. Yeah, me too. And a lot of just people said that. Ill. Yeah, yeah, me too. Just ill. Yeah. Somebody that just feels so much about themselves and can't stop talking. <laughs> ill. Why does the nigga keep saying ill? I was disgusted. <laughs> I was like, I almost turned it off a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I had like, a- shut up. Yeah. Listen. You can tell she clearly has a very hard time listening. But I, I think there's something that we didn't miss. You know, part of it could have just been off a show, because you know. But anyway, that's getting away from the point. Um, Obi Wan, do you actually want to? Because this is your topic here, so. Yeah, man, about to be some rap beef. You think so? <laughs> you better well, get them bars back. Nah. nah. I, I, funny enough, uh, Rick Ross did it. He <laughs> he was on the uh, Breakfast Morning Show, or whatever. And he was like, "Well, before you get there, yeah, so ahead. what? What? What did Nikki say? Right, just in case people haven't listened to the Joe Budden podcast. So the uh, during the Joe Budden, go ahead. I, I so, so good. they asked Nikki. They asked Nikki. They said, "Who's a better rapper, Rick Ross or Game?" Only because they've been having this argument on the podcast for maybe like the last couple of episodes, right? Uh, and you know, Nikki was like ill, and then she just started going <laughs> in. When she started going in, I as well as the rest of the Joe Budden podcast actually thought that she, she was, was talking, talking about, about game because yeah. game I can understand why He's when known, you say game yeah. women will say ill yeah. because of the things that he does the way that he gets down the way he's always talking about people yeah. and you know she was saying that uh, uh, you know talk about how you think it's cool to use a woman as a rollout you know that's right, what right, that right, right. game so, does yes, yeah. right it wasn't until you know the end of it that she said Fat motherfucker! I was like, yeah, I was. It was still such a fat ass down. Yeah, such a fat ass down. I was like, I was still confused. Like, game's fat. Like, I really thought she was talking about game, but then found out that she was talking about Ross because her problem with uh, Ross was that you know when she was dating Meek, Ross had a bar on Apple on My Eye, uh, uh, um, a track that he put out back in 2017, where it said, "I told I, I told Meek that he shouldn't have messed with Nick or something like that." She, yeah, he said, she, I, would, "I don't. I wouldn't trust Nick. I wouldn't trust Nicky." Yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, your your relationship with your I'm paraphrasing now. Your yeah. your relationship with your dude is more important than you know getting involved in his relationship with a woman. So she didn't care for that. And her thing was that yo, I was I was at the White House with all these rappers, and I saw the text that Rick Ross sent you where he said, "Yo, your woman is a keeper because you know she's over here talking about trying to vouch for you, vouch for you, and yeah. trying to get your charges dropped or get your case reopened to be looked at." Uh, she ain't say nothing for herself, none of that. She was just out here looking for you, and so she was like, "How dare you?" Or I can't believe that you think that I was this good of a person, and now you're gonna go back and say that I'm not. Right. So that's why she has beef with Rick Ross. And Rick Ross responded saying, which is what I what I thought when I heard it. I was like, yeah, that probably happened before all the fuck shit started happening. Yeah. I mean, but- niggas do have the right to change. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you can change your mind at any moment. And I think after that whole situation with Meek and and, and Onika, you know, yeah, nigga changed his mind. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he, like I said, he dead at the beef. There ain't going to be no beef. You know, he kind of like just dismissed it in the sense like, yeah, I, I said that and then. I came back and I changed my mind after the fuck shit happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's, uh, personally, I think it's something that uh, <laughs> women don't quite understand. Like, men, men's relationships are different than, uh, like, 
women's relationship. Like, yeah. uh, like out of respect, he left that situation alone. Mm-hmm. Which you know, that's that's what you want to do. It's not your, you don't want to come in between that. Mm-mm. But at the same time, I mean, real recognize real. Like, you, like you went, you ain't shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would I respect you? And for a, for a moment in time, when the truth speaks for itself, like you ain't said, I ain't gonna have love for you. And, and I don't know much about Nick. I don't know Nick personally, is what I meant to say. But you know, <laughs> all the stuff that I that I see in the media, or the things that I see about her, or when I actually even hear her speak, she doesn't come off as I don't care what anybody says as a good person. She just seems pretty shitty. Like every relationship she's been in that we know that's been public. She's always seemed to be the catalyst of the reason why uh, it ends. And then after the fact, I mean, I think Meek was the only time that she may not have uh, bad-mouthed uh, them. Yeah. But, you know, she bad-mouthed the hell out of Safari. <laughs> like, And now she's with this this guy. Well, supposed have, you, to be married. Have, you, have you seen this guy? Yeah. Have you heard about this guy? Some yeah, some nobody. some guy that's uh that that's a killer and oh he's a killer oh yeah he caught a charge he caught a charge and went to jail for about four years for killing right? somebody in the early yeah yeah he he got a body at least so so he snitched to get out how you get a body only get four years I I didn't look into the details also back in like the nineties he was charged for um uh what was it sexual assault this nigga oh on a minor. Uh, but again, oh, no, my- yeah, he was 16 and she was 17. Uh, okay. uh you yeah. the other way around? No, no, he was 16, she was 17. She was still a minor. <laughs> he was 16. Uh huh. And the lady and the girl was 17. 17? Yeah. I don't. Oh, oh okay, okay. I'm sorry. I don't, are, you, I, are you are you here? No, I was gone. <laughs> I, th- I thought you was trying to reference uh, statutory rape. I don't know what they, that's just what they said. Sexual okay. assault okay. a minor. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, in my opinion, I don't think she makes the best of decisions. Um, she always sounds nuts to me. Um, so I'm, even though I don't even, I don't even, I can't stand Rick Ross, but I am. Really? Ew. <laughs> I didn't ask you if he looked good, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but ill though, like still, like as, as a rapper, as whatever, ill. Right. Uh, and Game is a better rapper than Rick Ross, by the way. Uh, but yeah. Skill set, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I don't think this is that big of a deal. I think I think uh, Nikki was just in her feelings. Yeah, you know it is what it is. Like the the evidence is in the pudding, right? Like you know, if, if we're to assume that Rick Ross, what? <laughs> you just said they're like an African. <laughs> Did I the say proof is in the pudding. I said the evidence, right? Fuck y'all! Y'all the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, damn, see, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> My bad. No, no, you straight. But like, you know, obviously we assume that they're talking about the whole Meek and Drake beef, and you know, the way she went about it is questionable. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, she also, but she also tried to say she was the only one that was in his corner. Like she said, when everybody was clowning him, like she was really the only one there. No, but. But I sort of agree with that, and if and or I so I agree that he she might have been the only one he was listening to, and that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, right. You know what I mean? I don't think she was telling him the right thing. Yeah, I, I was just I don't know if it was uh, this episode, uh, last episode, or what, or we were just having a conversation amongst ourselves. But I was like, at what point are we going to bring up Bean's conversation with Meek that Meek killed him about? Because everything for the most part that Bean said yeah, ended up coming to fruition. Yo, niggas, 
don't know, yo. It's very hard, though. And you we know this, right? Ahead, yeah. As men, we know it's hard to have a conversation with a guy about yeah. their significant Relation. other. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just not going to go I don't even remember what it's not gonna go said. Far. What, what did he say? You, it was just, uh, I wouldn't trust her. All that all that stuff. Like, yo, she ain't. Yeah, she ain't, she ain't 100%. She, yeah. by herself. Mm. Well, Anyways. So anyway, yeah. So that beef that you hoping to see, you ain't gonna see. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nikki threw Nikki a couple Petty. bars. Yeah, she throw some bars, but I don't know. I think Rick Ross is gonna ignore it. Like when he looked like beefing with a with a chick, you know. Oh, oh, that's not that's not progressive. No, this 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 could be a rap beef for the ages. Why that's the fuck does nigga keep saying that? It's not. I right? mean, it could be lyrical. Listen, Nikki can rap. Don't yeah, and that's twist. not my point. My point is, I think Nikki's a better rapper than Rick Ross. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, Rick Ross can rap. Ew. But but Nikki has more flows. <laughs> I mean, I, I think she's skilled too. I, I, I like Rick Ross. He can he can rap. Yeah. No, Rick Nikki is more lyrical. I yeah, mean, yeah. That's, yes, the shit that she and that's one of the reasons why she annoys me too. Is like she can do so much better. But, but she you act in that bubble gum you shit. Acting. So that's cool. You know, make your money, Queen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I would like to see that though. But you know the way that beefs tend to. Uh, I'm just saying when I said that about. Just, he said, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, the way beef seem to turn out is that it always becomes very personal and it gets yeah. heated and all that stuff. But you know, one thing I, I I can say that I don't appreciate about Nikki is that I don't like the the way she talks. She she acts like she's a guy. She's you know what I'm saying? That shit is an act. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because when isn't that a New York name? Yeah, because and and. Remy Ma do the same thing. When 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 it's men, the thing is the way that she talks to men. When men talk to men that way, what do men do? It's a problem. They they get physical. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you know you can't get physical with a woman. Which is, so she really should not be doing that. And that's but, my you know, point about he, he can't he can't start rapping against Nikki. Like that's no, not going to be a good look for that's him. That's not it's not a contact sport. It's if, not. If they keep it contactless. Yes. What, what are you going to say? That that's like. Not gonna come off as sexist or whatever. Like, what is he? And he already has an issue with or, that already. Oh, well, okay. You're saying that in the public eye, it's yeah. going to be looked at. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not a good look. Yeah, he he has nothing to gain from yeah, that. He from got. That he has to shut right. Somebody got to. That's why Nikki thinks she can come around and 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 talk shit like that. Nah. It ain't gonna be Cardi because she can't rap. So <laughs> she'll write her shit. Somebody yeah. got to. But yeah, I agree. She talked a lot of shit, but she ain't she ain't done shit. <laughs> I mean, she can rap, so you know. We'll nah, she can that. definitely rap. Man, Drake can rap too, but he ain't done shit either. <laughs> what does that even mean? Man? Uh, what I mean is back that to back. motherfuckers are not rapping. He did back to back. He killed the rapper. Nah. He killed the rapper. The battle tested rapper. The battle rapper got killed nah, by man. the guy that you were saying hasn't done anything. That wasn't a real beef. I don't know why, because Nikki was that wasn't even a, was in his ear. That wasn't even a, yeah for one. That wasn't even a diss oh, track. That was ew. just a track. <laughs> what the back to back joint? Yeah, that was no diss track. That shit was. But did you hear the pudding. response? That shit was pudding. And the response was what? All right, baby, for you, I won't do evidence it. evidence and the proof pudding. That don't mean the rap. That don't mean the rap was good. So are you, are, it sounds like you're saying we ain't had a real rap beef since uh, Jay and Oz. Or Seagull and, uh, no, I mean, and like, Styles P. You had some ones after that. Yeah, I mean, I like but, I like the Drake uh, pushy shit. <laughs> Damn, that was that, that was gonna be good. But that wasn't wasn't even what it could have been. Yeah, because fucking what's his name? Jay Prince had to jump in there and shut everything down. Sure. I, like, I like I like the shadow boxing Joe Budden Drake beef. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, no. But uh, okay, so I, I guess we're done with that topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan, I, I guess the next one is on you. 
Yeah, man. The last topic that we got, man, is just a, a funny one. Um, y'all know who I'm talking about. Uwe Balta, Baltner, whatever his name is. The white guy that be uh, <laughs> South African. South African that be singing on them. Uh, he's still white. Yeah, yeah. He's white, nigga. Okay, he's white. The, the, the white South African guy. Continue. Yeah, I'm about to play it for y'all real quick. But what about this guy? I just want to know what y'all think. Like, I think oh. this shit is, is fucking hilarious and is a hit. And they need to give him a show so he can continue to. Yeah, do I, I mean, I like the one he did for. Uh, he did a Burner Boy. Is that the one you playing? Let me see. I got. Uh-huh. That. I can play. I that. like that one. I put that on our po- uh, on our page as well. If you guys haven't seen him, so if you don't know what we're talking about, go on our, our page. I think I put him on there a couple weeks ago. I'll play a little bit for y'all right here. What's he gonna be? He wagging all the belly. He got him ride with me. I don't fit to die for nothing. Was he gonna be? Yeah, and the reason why I love this shit is because all his videos of him in the car, uh-huh. he's he recording driving? himself and driving while he's Are doing this. Are you sure this he's shit. driving? So he, he, knows, looks, he knows the lyrics. It looks like he's driving. Yes, and he knows the lyrics. Yo, somebody at the gas station that looked just like him the other day had his music <laughs> blasting. Yo, for real, and I was like, what? He listened to this shit. Looked just like his ass. Yo. Yeah. I, I, I give him props for making sure he don't say nigger. I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he gives props I for that. I can respect anybody that does that. But um, you, they should give him a show. It's kind of like the guy, um, I don't even know his name, the chubby British guy that has a show where he goes around and he sings with Oh, yeah, him. yeah. And, he, and the, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, he could do something like that. I mean, I think it's cool. And I, it is uh, impressive that he does know the lyrics. So I'll give him that. I mean, I don't think they should give him a show. But they, they give shows for all types of shit. They can get that nigga a show. But I, well, also, <laughs> it's not an N-word. I also did wonder if he was just doing this as a parody to make fun of black people. That's what I thought. Uh, if he Lord, really likes no, these songs. I didn't I'm just, that. I'm I didn't just curious. That. Like, Does he really listen to this music? He Probably. knows the lyrics. Is he South African? Yeah, he, I think he might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean. He did, he did a Chris Brown joint, too. Afrobeats is running things. Right it's now. not just Afrobeats. He did a Chris Brown joint. Chris, Chris Brown. Brown been the king forever. Okay. Shout okay. Fuck out of here. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I know that's your man, <laughs> Let me go get your wife for you. Mm. She knows what's up. Don't even do that. that, that, that that's a, a pause moment. But we're not swingers, though. I don't pause. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, man. That's that it, it, man. Uh, any shout outs, guys? Shout uh, out to the NBA. And the black people in the world. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Boogie Cousins, man. Shout oh, out, really? Shout out to Boogie I'm Cousins. I'm surprised you're giving that shout out. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel for the guy, man. He's had like three major injuries in the span of, what, a year and a yeah, half? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 18 months, rather. His I, body's shutting down, man. I feel for him, man. Uh, I just want to send out prayers and shouts to him because that's enough. Again, talking about mental health in the NBA, that's enough. That's something else, right? That's enough to fuck somebody's mind up. That's enough to just make somebody feel like I can't go on anymore because the thing that yeah, I love my entire life, I can't do it anymore. The old, my the, the entire reason of my existence in my mind. Well, let's hope not. No, no, but no, no, but that's how it be for most of these people, right? So yeah. I pray and I hope that you know he comes out of this on top and that yeah. he knows or he brings other things around himself where he knows that there's a little bit more to this. Uh, than basketball, and you know maybe he can just end up returning back to the court as well. And you know this is this you know and the silver lining is, is I guess is kind of good timing because of the mental awareness that they are implementing. So you know if if people are worried about that, hopefully you know they can help out. So yeah, you know uh, I do want to shout out, and I, I hope this is how you say her name. Is it Cynthia Brown? Cynthia. Yeah, Cynthia Brown. She was released from prison. Um, 
I don't know if it was a week ago, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, shout out to her. Hopefully, she gets a, a brand new start. And um, she's on probation for ten years. Damn. <laughs> Jesus, Mary. Are you Joseph. fucking serious? Yeah, she has to do, I think, 50 hours of community service. She got the same judge as McNeil? <laughs> Word. Yo, Jeez. 10 years? What? Well, well, I guess it's either that or, right, right, or, right, or, right, or right. staying in jail, right? She, she's out, so, you so, know. So, yeah, she's on, sorry, parole for uh, 10 years. Well, that, yeah, that's worse than probation. Um, so, you know, ho- well, I guess, you know what? They can't get around that, right? Well, no. 10 she years. Probably, I mean, she committed a crime. Yeah. Parole or probation? Parole. She got paroled. No, no. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's probation. It's yeah, probation. Yeah, it has to be probation. I thought it was probation. They said she's on parole for 10 years. Huh? Yeah. I, I don't know. Wait, wait, know okay, let's just leave it at that because we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, anyway, wow, 50 episodes, man. This oh, is, yeah. Shout out to the women, man. Shout out to our spouses for coming out. Oh, and, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. doing this. Can't forget uh, them. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed them. They're not here right now. They yeah. Are, they, have, they have gone off. And we, they, we bored them out. I don't know. They got other things to do. They were over here kicking about stuff that was in their phones. So yeah. uh, they had enough. <laughs> but we appreciate them for doing this. And, yeah, and supporting do. us. You and, know, I got a child and, you and, know, and she lets open. me out there. Yeah. She definitely lets me out the house to record the podcast on late nights and stuff like that. Yeah, shout so. out my fiance for reading books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Shout out. Yeah, she definitely, uh, yeah. she, she sparked the uh, the creation of a this. A good, good conversation. Uh, you know, I did have a conversation with her about if we can use it or not. So maybe Jay-Z should have talked to Kaepernick. I am kidding. Um, <laughs> Bars. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, OG Bobby. Word. I mean, OG Bobby out now. Again, you know, we always got to shout OG Bobby out, man. No, I, I don't know why we keep fucking forgetting, but we should definitely do him more Every often. Every time, man. yeah. He's yeah. out where he's at. He's already said it on here, right? Uh, you did know, he? Holding things down. I don't know. He did, but I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but yeah, holding yeah. things down away, away, away from home. Yep, uh, yep. Shout out to him. Uh, definitely always thinking about him. 100%. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, shout out to Young Buck. Shout out to Young Buck for a fact. You know what I'm saying? Shout um, out to us, 5050. Oh, Y'all, y'all owe me money too, by the way, for the SoundCloud. <laughs> just y'all yeah, we're gonna talk about everybody else. Fair, know that you know too. <laughs> nah, but yeah, shout out to our listeners again. Um, definitely, we <laughs> we do this for y'all. Uh, Fifty episodes. The fact that we know that you guys are listening because I'm I'm always checking is is a good feeling. And um, to all the people who are always commenting and stuff, shout out to y'all too. Uh, we definitely appreciate your, your comments and things like that. Uh, shout out to Houston. Uh, for whatever reason, man, Houston has been listening to us heavy. I don't know who you are, uh. who y'all are, or whatever, but we appreciate the listening. So, uh, thanks, everybody. You know what I'm saying? 50 episodes. Awesome. Jubilee. Um, and this is the EBS Podcast, episode 50. We out. Shout out, Jay-Z. Peace. <laughs>